Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined again with Eddie Lee. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us again. Roy, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me again. Hey, it's my pleasure. All right, so you guys just kicked off your fourth campaign for Poto Labs. Bell, please tell our audience all about the product and how this idea came to fruition. Yeah, so Bell is a Bluetooth speaker. Uh, and of course, there's a thousand out there. So what makes this special is that it's a really premium Bluetooth speaker with two unique features. One, it can connect more Bluetooth speakers to it of any brands. And two, it can also function as a dedicated subwoofer with the lowest bass response of any portable speaker. Uh, so how it came about was, you know, we're looking for speakers, you know, for the office or for ourselves that have really good volume and bass, uh, which are typically what Bluetooth battery power speakers are not good at. And we found that there was nothing really suitable. So what we did was we made something ourselves. This speaker solves the volume problem by being able to connect up to six speakers to combine them all. And then the bass is, uh, by doing so, we can focus on bass and make uh, design decisions that other speakers have not done so far. So I know you guys have put a ton of engineering into this. And like I said, this is your fourth campaign. You know, you started the first one, I think, back in April of 2015, ran a, the sequel version in November of 2016. And then this is your second campaign for this year. And we had the, the pleasure of working on Jack, you know, earlier this year where we had, you know, 16,000 backers, I think. Um, and I think it's almost close to hitting a million dollars now. So, you know, what's, what's led to this evolution of, of new product or, you know, going down this line in terms of integrating Bluetooth in multiple different ways? Sure. So the first product was definitely something that we wanted to make mostly for ourselves. I mean, it was a, a camera that let uh, everyone be in the picture. So three friends out of Berkeley, we really, um, you know, landed on this thing. So we have this problem in our everyday lives. Same thing with Jack, same thing with Bell as well. So we tend to make things that we really want in our lives and we find are missing from, you know, bigger companies. So doing two this year was definitely a challenge. It's a fun challenge and it helps that they're both audio products and the multi Bluetooth connectivity features that we developed for Jack are actually what is powering uh, the same sort of features in Bell. That's so that's super intriguing. I mean, what, what's going to be next? I mean, I don't want you to give away the farm in terms of, you know, what products coming out next. Cause I know you guys really have to put your nose to the grindstone to get this thing delivered for summer for next year. But I mean, 
you know, what, what are the capabilities now that you guys are thinking of, you know, in terms of what you've built thus far and what new tech you're going to bring to market? Yeah, so it's, it's um, well, it's definitely going to be uh, a consumer electronics product. That's what we're uh, experienced at manufacturing and developing now. Uh, definitely probably revolving around Bluetooth because we've developed, you know, a Bluetooth uh, connection stack. Uh, it's called pretty much from scratch for our camera. So we've been using this really proprietary stack we've developed for years now for Bluetooth. And it's funny to use that metaphor, the nose to the grindstone, because our next product that we have in mind it's not a camera. It's not uh, for music. It, it might be for another one of our senses. So it, stay tuned and we'll illustrate we'll you next year. Absolutely. We will definitely have you on next year when that bad boy comes out. So again, this is your fourth campaign. So how has this process been different? I mean, again, you guys have totally streamlined your whole process now. You've got all these internal capabilities and technology that you guys have built. What have been some of the challenges now or challenges that you guys are anticipating in terms of bringing this product to market? So what's different this time? I mean, being our fourth time, like you said, a lot of things are streamlined. Uh, one thing that definitely stands out to me is that the, the backers, the returning backers are really incredible. Like our day one push was almost 20% supported by former backers just right away. So with that comes the challenge where, you know, as you have more customers and you have customers in the past, we don't want to compromise any service that we provide to our Jack backers, to our Poto backers. You know, we're still updating our Poto apps. We're still providing manufacturing updates to the Jack and we're shipping next month. So definitely the challenge is as you grow, that's a lot more responsibility. And we definitely take that to heart and, um, we don't want to compromise on any of the products by delivering them all. Yeah, fair enough. So have there been any challenges so far in terms of designing Bell? Yeah, so it's, well, it's the most, the one good thing is it's the biggest product that we've ever made. Everything else is all, it's such a struggle to shrink. And this one is actually the struggle is to not make it too big because we want to, like, you know, when it's bigger, you get better sound and better bass response. We have to find the balance, like, all right, how much is too big this time? So we just want to, you know, make it do everything amazing. Design challenges, I mean, on the electronic side, on the firmware, Bluetooth side, like I said, it's technology we have. It's not so much the challenge. This time we're, we're making something that's a really a statement in your house, like a big thing. So putting a lot of attention into materials and finish and things like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful product. I mean, let's talk to the audience about what you guys have done to prepare for this campaign. I know there's always things that you improve on time after time, obviously increasing the amount of backers, the communication with them, and then re-engaging that audience to bring in you know, all of the day one funding for the most part. What have you guys done to prepare for this campaign differently? So we do have the unique position of having prior unsuccessful campaigns so one thing that we did to particularly engage them was create like a basically a facebook research group and we called it the bell vip support group um, and you can do this even without prior backers if you're just doing some early facebook outreach especially recruit your friends your networks run some ads see if they want to join this group and engaging this group allowed us to we even had people vote on the name uh, we asked them, you know, what features do you want to see? We tried to say, like, hey, would you want this trade-off or that trade-off? And one that gives you extremely valuable design input from 
your ideal customers. But two, these people feel like even as much as Kickstarter is the ground stage behind the scenes look, they were like VVIPs. Uh, so they were very engaged and active on supporting us on day one. So were you guys incorporating or emailing all of those people that have backed your campaigns before and then inviting them to this private group on Facebook? Yeah, absolutely. So that was the core of that group. And then a little before the campaign, we also ran some Facebook ads to... It was an email sign-up landing page where if they put in their email, they would be notified of you know, the, the very early bird discount. We had a discount that's only running for 48 hours. So we ran an ad saying, you know, act fast, put in your email and you can join this sale. And then after they put in their email, they would receive an invitation to join the, the group. No, that's really interesting. And obviously for people that are looking to launch campaigns out there, it's a great way to engage people where they hang out all day uh, and obviously get their feedback and feel like they've been a part of the process before the product ever comes to life. Exactly. And for people not familiar with Kickstarter, this is really the key. It's about the community. It's about making them, you know, you're not just offering a transaction of dollar for products. You have to stress that this is a relationship which brings value to them. So that way, you know, the more value you give to a person, the, the better your, your value proposition is, the better you can make the sale. Absolutely. So going down the line of relationships, you guys had some great coverage already. Uh, on the campaign launching, you know, from Digital Trends and a few others that we've worked with in the past. What, what's led to the success there? Is it just a matter of you guys covered my stuff before? Here's our next great product. Any tips you want to give to the audience? Yeah, well, the first tip is that it's going to be a lot of hard work and don't be too discouraged because it is hard to get coverage for Kickstarter products more and more where, you know, press are wary of projects that might not deliver, the worry of things that, you know, your credibility is very important. And then that also reflects on the credibility of the outlet to support you. So one, you need to build a very targeted email list. So you want to look at outlets and especially specific reporters who have covered Kickstarter campaigns in the past, because then you know they're more likely to be willing to cover one again. The way you can find these these people is by looking up your competitors or similar products in the space on Kickstarter, doing, you know, reverse searches on Google for who, who wrote about them, who used their header image in an article. And you can see an image, you can use a Google image search to spit out all the articles that use their header image. And you can hunt these people down and say something like, you know, I've seen you cover this product. I think your readers would also be interested in something similar or better, which is mine. And then you want to, you can maybe use like a email drip software like Mailshake to automatically follow up with these reporters if they don't answer or if they click on your link, you can send them a different type of email. It's really a, a game, it's a shotgun approach. Build a really big but targeted list and then just figure out how to keep following up. Interesting. I'd never heard of Mailshake before. It's a cool little solution for cold emailing folks. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> That's why I like it. I mean, I don't get paid to say this, but I, I like <laughs> it because it's free and it works for me. So I know our startups and entrepreneurs will love that. So how is this project, and I know we're only a couple days into it, in terms of management of the project, how's it been different from the first three? So for one thing, the background number is smaller, even though the, raised, you know, the amount we raised is higher, which is kind of nice because there's a little less comments to manage. You can give more personal attention to people. 
the difference is, you know, it, it all kind of slows down. Like the first time we watched, I just remember being up, you know, 48 hours, like never ceasing. So like so much adrenaline and, oh my God, like, I got to spend every minute, waking minute pushing this campaign and what can I do? But then this time you kind of realize, you know, a lot of the work, 90% of the success is determined before the campaign ever launches. I mean, if you didn't do your homework and it's not going well, it, there's a lot of, there's not much you can do during the campaign. If you did your homework and it is going well, there's also not much you can really do during the campaign. So it's good to, uh, what's different is we can just kind of relax a little bit, see our hard work pay off, but of course stay on top of community building, doing cross promotions and, you know, spreading the word where you can. Absolutely. Fortune favors the prepared, right? Absolutely. So you obviously love Kickstarter. This is your fourth campaign on it. What What do you guys love about Kickstarter? Well, the first time it was, you know, we're inexperienced. It was kind of a toss up. And, you know, for, for various reasons, we chose Kickstarter. And then after that, it was really like, you know, if it works, you know, you don't have to fix it. Returning backers are very important to us. So being on the same platform definitely helps. But you know, we're happy on Kickstarter. Your, your mileage may vary. I know Indiegogo also has some uh, special tools that they've been ruling out. But definitely for Kickstarter, it's been very, we're very happy with it. No complaints. Yeah, you guys made the projects we love. And obviously, those guys are showing the love back, right? Yeah, that's nice. That, that we have the relationship now, it's kind of reciprocated. We have, you know, it's important to find out who the rep is in your region and build a relationship so you can get that kind of a tag on day one and hopefully things like the newsletter, uh, social media support. Absolutely. So what advice would you give now that you're a seasoned crowdfunding product launcher uh, to someone else looking to kickstart their tech product? One, you have to really, really understand your value proposition. Know what are you making and why the hell should anyone care? Like, just because it's really cool, just because it's new, doesn't mean that if you put it out there, people will figure out why it matters to them and go find you and back it. It is a transaction. You have to think in their shoes, what are they getting out of this? Why the hell should they care about your project? So understand that. Work on your messaging around that um, to really communicate, distill down your messaging, communicate that value quickly and clearly. And second, unrelated advice is just to go ask for help. A lot of former, there's a creator community. People love trading tips. There's a lot of great creators that I've become friends with that, you know, we never work together, but we just trade tips. And with that, you also want to be wary of people trying to take advantage of you. So uh, it's a balance working your way through this community. It's kind of a, a wild, wild west at times out here. Yeah, we've seen that all too often with uh, a lot of the snake oil salesmen out there. And uh, it's unfortunate, but, you know, certainly reputation can can lead down the right path. And obviously, it's a pleasure working with you again on another campaign. Yeah, for sure. All right, Eddie, I know you're familiar with this, but we're going to get back into the launch round where I'm going to rapid fire some questions back at you. You good to go? I'm good to go. All right. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Uh, my dad. So if you could have a glass of wine with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Ooh, probably Elon Musk right now. All right. What, uh, what would be your first question for Mr. Musk? What is your next adventure? 
Yeah, that would be interesting to know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what book would you recommend to our audience? Ooh. <laughs> While we're on the topic, the the uh, biography on Elon Musk is pretty good. Yeah, that is a solid read. Where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully presiding over a big and healthy Poto Labs with a lot of products and a lot of happy employees. What's going to be the first song you bump on your bell? <laughs> um, Kendrick Lamar's Humble has been a good bass testing song for us. Nice. All right, last question, Eddie. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think trust is going to become a very big issue. I think as far as technology, a lot of people have great ideas, but it doesn't mean manufacturing will become easier. So I think trust will center on a few people who know what they're doing, and hopefully it will spread that knowledge. Absolutely. Solid advice there, Eddie. Well, this has been awesome. Again, please give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go, and why they need to go buy a bell by Poto Labs. Thanks, Roy. So my name is Eddie Lee. I'm the president of Poto Labs, and we recently launched Bell, which is the last Bluetooth speaker you'll ever need. It can connect up to six speakers that you already own, that your friends bring, so you can create a party anywhere. Uh, it'll be on Kickstarter for the next 28 days or so until September 29th. So you want to go out there and get it quickly. And we really look forward to delivering an awesome product to you soon. Eddie, thanks so much for joining us. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, full transcript, links to everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Eddie, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Roy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.